You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Welcome, David. Thank you, Jason. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. I'm uh, back with you uh, today. Tabitha's um, actually taking holiday. It's actually a holiday in uh, in Hobart. Hobart. Yeah, just Hobart, or just the southern uh, Tasmanian area. So I'm on holidays. You're not, David. No, no I'm not, but... Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm here anyway. <laughs> But anyway, we hope that Tabitha's uh, enjoying a little break. I think she was doing some travelling, so, yeah. Oh, nice. What have you been up to, David? Not not too much, Jason. You've um, been uh, t- taking it taking it quietly? Very, very much so. I've had to, uh, I have to quarantine. Ah. Um, yes, so that's the, yeah, COVID's come up on a positive test for us over here. Not, so- not on a rat. Yeah, so go ahead. Tell me, tell me one good thing and one bad thing about quarantining. I'm uh, just putting you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a tough one because uh, the, we, we've been in each other. We we finished holidays, came back from holidays, ready to get going, and uh, the first week was quarantining. So it feels like the family's been in each other's faces for the, like the last five weeks, I think mm. now. Um, but the good thing is, uh, I get to catch up on administration stuff that I don't usually do because administration is not my, not my, uh, most enjoyable thing to do. But I, it forces me to do that. And, um, I suppose the hard thing is, is trying to do kids' schoolwork without them being at school. So, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's, that's the tough part. So, um, yeah, it's quite frustrating having this. It's been two weeks. Well, the week before last, we were quarantined. Mm. Last week, we, we finished quarantine. The rat test came out all negative, and it came out negative three times in a row. Uh, but the the school asked us for peace of mind if we could just do PCR test, and uh, that came back with my wife and I being positive. And, uh, yeah, we don't look like we're sick or anything. <laughs> so, there you go. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's a... Um, what, what about, uh, the, the, uh, the, oh, so you've given me a good thing, haven't you? So the bad thing was, what was the bad thing? Just, uh, you're trying to school the kids at home, yeah, you know, okay, trying to get everything because, because school just started. Yeah. So it's, uh, pretty tough, you know, when you're just starting out and, you know, my, my kids are just starting their new, new grade mm. and, uh, you want to, want to do it smooth sailing, but yeah, you know, must, that is what it must is. Must be frustrating. Anyway, yeah. so today, uh, David, you're continuing your series, Encounters with, with Jesus. Jesus. Yep. And uh, I believe the title today is called The Seed and the Soil. And, it is. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that shortly. But uh, uh-huh. what do you want to tell us about last week's episode? I did actually listen to that. Um, I didn't present it, but uh, I did listen to it. And it was something to do with the uh, the wineskins, the old wineskins and the new wineskins. And uh, uh, yeah. The new cloth on the old cloth. That's it. Yep. And uh, you know, um, celebrating fasting while you're at a, you know while you're at a wedding. Not the not the coolest thing to do, but uh, yeah, from last week. That's that's yeah. You're a good student, um, Jason. You remembered those. <laughs> remember a couple of those things. Um, but I think it's important that we launch off that. That's the first time that Jesus 
Well, it's not really a parable. It was more like a metaphor. He was using metaphors to try and make a point of um, ensuring that we respect the old school, that everything that you've learned before, but look at it in a different light. You know, experience it with faith. You know, don't, don't just uh, take things from old and just practice it. You know, like find out what it, what it all means. And what you'll find out is it's all based on Jesus Christ as, a, you know, as our Lord and Savior. And what we're about to jump into now is... The same thing. We're going to talk about the words of Christ, mm. you know. And and uh, right now we look at the we, we we get the words of Christ, and it's actually it's actually really interesting. I, I spent some time thinking about this, Jason. You know, uh, in the time of uh, when you go way back from the stories of Adam and Eve, right? The, you know, I'm, I'm going way back to the beginning now, right? Yeah. <laughs> from Adam and Eve right up to Moses. You know, there there was no Bible or a, or a book, mm. a physical, tangible book that was in the hand. All of that was just oral; it was all heard. Mm. They got to hear the words of of God through through somebody else sharing the word that was passed down from Adam and Eve. Mm. So whatever whatever was shared with Adam and Eve, you know, they must have they must have had some amazing memory <laughs> and an amazing ability to recount. And repeat and continue on passing it down to the next generation. Mm. Now you get you get down to Moses' time, lifespan has shortened. I mean, you've got one of the people like Methuselah who lived the longest, nine hundred and sixty nine years. Imagine how many generations he got to pass the stories on to. Yeah, right? many. And then you've got um, then you've got uh, Moses, who's the first one to write it down on a you know on papyrus. And then you get to the time of Jesus, they've got scrolls. You know, we know this because of the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found, you know, by the little shepherd boy. You know, there were separate scrolls of the books of the Bible. Mm. And then you have the, the revolution much later on, around the 15th, 16th century, we're publishing. With the printing come, press. With the printing press, mm. right? And so we've got the Word of God that we're, we're now blessed with, that we can actually hold in our hands and read. You know, and you've got people, generations of people like, uh, I think of, wow, who's that, who's that great great preacher Spurgeon mm. people like Spurgeon and Finney and all these guys and they they actually and, and Wesley and uh, you know, all, all these guys they actually sat down and spent a lot of time reading you know by themselves mm. you know what I mean so it wasn't literally it wasn't sitting down with sitting down and listening to somebody else and maybe with a with a crowd because that's what happened a lot of times in Jesus time and then you come up to our time and we're going through a revolution ourselves you know we're, we're starting to the internet and the AI and you know Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse where people are meeting virtually online it's like we're mm. taking on another new way of approaching things and I think to myself how's the word of God being communi- going to be communicated now mm. you know, and, and, I, and I want to talk about that further on in our, in our discussion this morning it is interesting now that um, you know much is now consumed uh, particularly in the younger generation but I guess in, uh, in my generation as well um, you know, much is consumed online, you know, with videos and things like that. And, and oh. even, even the same sort of content, I guess. The, uh, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, messages and sermons and people's, uh, studies and, and, uh, things like that. So, and I guess, of course, our listeners are listening to us, um, in one way or another, <laughs> either, right. either on the radio or online. So, uh, we're also another form of communicating, um, you know that's not a written word but uh we hope that people can learn from that anyway yeah it's yeah. amazing it's just amazing how much things can change now but there there are some challenges which we'll we'll talk about um yeah. 
later on. But Just before we do, um, if you want to listen to the past episodes, our Faith FM app and the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. The Faith FM app, you can go to the App Store and download that on your Apple phone or your Android phone. Uh, Faith FM Australia app, download it and you can select the programs and listen either live or you can listen uh, to past episodes as well. And remember our show number for Tassie Encounters is 0488 Write that down if you haven't already. Save it in your phone, 0488-880-891. We will have a free book offer coming up, and uh, we've got some questions, and we'd love to hear from you on that number as well. Mm. So, uh, David, um, how would you like to start our program, our real, our, the, the real part of our program today? Yeah, well, we'll jump into the, the text. It's at Matthew 13, and we're going to read verses 1 right through to... Oh, maybe we'll just go to verse sixteen to start with. Okay. Um, I want to. I want to make a point that when Jesus tells stories, he's a he's a master storyteller. He knows how to do this. He's he set the blueprints of how. If you want to tell stories, you need to look to Jesus how he does it. Mm. Right, and this is different from last week. It's not a metaphor. Uh, there are metaphors that are used, but this is a parable that's teaching life lessons. And it's very different from fables. You know, he doesn't use fiction or any make-believe things in this parable. It's he uses real life, uh, real life things that people can relate to, and he makes metaphors out of them. And now it's not a not every single thing needs to be a metaphor. And what what's really good about today's parable is Jesus offers an explanation. He doesn't he doesn't always do this, and he wants to teach us about the kingdom of God. But um, if, if you don't mind reading, I'll just yeah. say a uh, I'll just say a prayer really quickly. Sure, and uh, we'll we'll get into it. Dear Father in heaven, as we hear your words, as the parable states, Lord, it's, uh, it needs to fall on good soil. We ask, Lord, that, that you could do this this morning. You could prepare our hearts and our minds, and that they have been prepared to receive. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this is uh, the parable of the sower initially from the English Standard Version Bible, Matthew thirteen. Chapter or sorry, Matthew chapter thirteen, verse one. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, "A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground." where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depths of soil, but when the sun rose they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who hear, sorry, He who has ears, let him hear." Uh, and then uh, we're going to go on to the purpose of the parable. Maybe we'll do that after the break, uh, David. Okay. Yeah, we'll do the rest on the break. No worries. Okay, we'll come back shortly, and immediately after the break we'll keep reading from verse 10. Our first song today is I Love to Tell the Story. Now, Jesus obviously told many uh, parables and stories, so uh, that's why I chose this song this morning. This is Chris Rupp. I love to tell the story. 
glory of unseen things above of Jesus and his glory of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story because I know it is true it satisfies my longings as nothing else can do I love to tell the story twill be my theme in glory to tell the old story of Jesus and his to Faith FM and this is Tassie Encounters. We're coming to you from Tasmania and this morning we're speaking with David Leo and his title of the program today is The Seed and the Soil and we've just read the parable of the sower from Matthew chapter 13. Now just before we go on if uh, you'd like to tell us something we'd love to hear from you. What makes you listen to Faith FM and want to hear more about the words of Jesus? Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear from you. Why do you listen to Faith FM? 
text us in and uh, we might share your message on air. So, uh, David, we got to verse 10 in Matthew chapter 13 where uh, Jesus goes on to explain why he tells stories. Yeah, that's right. So in uh, verse 10, uh, verses 10 to 16, the disciples asked the question, why do you speak in parables? And uh, yeah, we get it. We get a good answer. Are you happy for me to read this? Sure. Okay. So it's verse 10, it says, uh, then the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. This is the purpose. We're going to be looking at the kingdom of heaven for the next couple of weeks. But to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears... They can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts, and turn, I would heal them. But blessed are your your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Mm. And you know, in a in a nutshell. Uh, we're going to get into the parable, but in a nutshell, in this, in what Jesus is saying is, um, he's capsulated the understanding of the kingdom with parables. Now, if people are not going to be able to interpret that and see beyond what Jesus is saying, we're going to find that in this parable, some people have chosen not to do that. Mm. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's not because they're not possible. It's not because it's not possible to understand the parables. Mm-hmm. It's just simply because people have chosen not to uh, try to understand them, is it? Is That's it, right. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it happened then, it happened before Jesus' time, and it's still happening today. <laughs> but uh, if, if you could read, so uh, when you, the passage you read, mm. Jesus basically did one of those things. You know, I, I remember as a teenager, I got, uh, I started getting anti towards this technique when a speaker would speak, and they'll start with this line. They'll say something like, there are three types of people in this world, and I think, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll go, oh, okay, they're going to do that. Mm. You know, they're going to categorize us. Um, I've, I've since been less anti because I think there's some truth to that. And Jesus, what Jesus has done in this parable, he says, there are four types of people. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that, uh, the part that you read was the first type of people, the, um, the soul, soul seed, soul seed, the first type of people. It lands on the on the pathway, and yeah. birds come and take it. The second type of people, it doesn't cre- it doesn't get any root, and uh, it grows really quickly. Yeah. yeah, and once the sun sun comes down, they get scorched. The yeah. third one is uh, it fell among the thorns. The thorns, and it gets choked mm. out. Right, it gets choked out by whatever is happening around. And the fourth one is good soil. Mm. So immediately, Jesus categorizes us into four people when hearing the word of God. Mm. You know, so that, that's really interesting. And so, if, if you don't mind reading um, verses eighteen to twenty-three, uh, I think it is twenty-three. Yeah, yeah twenty-three. And right. this is Jesus explaining it. Yeah. yeah, which of course only the disciples heard. Is that right? Or would there others uh, probably listening to this as well? Well, it's it's interesting you said that because the context that we get from what I just read is he's just talking to the disciples. Yeah, that's a, that's what yeah. makes me think that maybe it was only the disciples hearing this. 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, well, let's, let's read it from verse 18 to 23. This is the explanation of the parable. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the world, choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Yeah. So he so makes is- it fairly clear. Uh, in terms of fairly clear in terms of what that parable means yeah that's right that's right and and, and you you're trying to um then you try to put it into perspective and you try to understand what what does that look like this is what we we all do mm. what does it look like in real life yeah you know what is it what does it look like in real life when somebody hears the word of god and immediately the birds snatch away or jesus makes reference and says it's the evil it's the one, evil comes, one yeah who comes yeah. and he uses the word snatch right snatches it takes it like it's it's a, an aggressive taking away of the of the word what does that look like what does that look like in, in real life you know somebody's hearing the word of god and something immediately the evil one takes it away mm. how how does how does that work you know um you know you you, you think about a time that you've uh you know you've you've ex- you've listened to something that sounds really great you know and you think man this is this is good and immediately afterwards it doesn't have the effect on, you know, there's no changes. Mm. No changes that happen afterwards. I still remember, I, I might have shared this story before, when I was 13 years old and I heard something that uh, I thought was really, it was, it was at a, um, a a youth rally where young people are, and the preacher made a, made a made an appeal at the end and said, you know, who wants to make this change? And I felt like at that age, man, there, there was a lot of things happening that I was experience, experiencing and experimenting that I knew, man, mum and dad would be so happy angry if they knew about this and um at that at that meeting i said to him, i I, I, re- I responded i said yeah i want to make those changes and i was stood up and i went up front and wanted, you know i wanted to declare to this preacher yeah i, I want to do what you just said and then afterwards we left the hall <laughs> mm. and so you didn't, that- you didn't go up you saying no, I did. I, I, I did go up, but said, yeah. afterwards there was nothing, nothing that happened. So I just left the hall, and uh, yeah. that whole impression—I know there was an impression there, mm. but it kind of just went to the by the by, you know. Mm. Like I went back to doing what I did before, mm. and um, maybe there's a bit of ignorance or whatever. Don't know how to do that, you know. But uh, the, the the evil ones always at work to to ensure that we don't hear what needs to be heard, mm. you know. And, uh, and and I think. Or, or we we hear it, but we we don't we don't uh, take it on board. We don't embed it in ourselves in our heart. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it goes on further, even further to uh, the next ones, right? So yeah, the the first the first one of people that hear it, it sounds great, mm. but like you said, it, it's not embedded in the heart. We've been conditioned so much for the heart to be hardened in such a way that 
we know what sounds good. We know what truth, mm. that the truth moves us. We don't really want to take it on. <laughs> yeah, don't really want to take it on. That's yeah. right. That's, that's, that's the tough part. The second mm. one is the, the group that don't have any, any root, mm. you know, and this, uh, oh man. And then they get, they get burned up when, uh, when something tough happens. And you we do change- see, you see this, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we do. You know, like it's, uh, it's amazing. My, my son's been talking about, you know, like thinking about the future, uh, future career and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, he was looking at law, looking at doing, being a lawyer. And okay. we, we looked at it, we looked at a few things together and he was like, man, dad, some of these things are really tough. Mm. I said, yeah. <laughs> and he said, some, some of these things people go through is, it's traumatizing. Yeah. I said, yeah. And he goes, man, it, some of the things my friends complain about, it, it doesn't even, you know. Doesn't register. Doesn't, even, <laughs> doesn't register. Mm. And that's becoming such a common thing, you know, like it's a, it's such a, uh, the smallest things can make us call it a tribulation. Mm. You know what I mean? Like uh, we can have a, we can have a conversation and somebody can say, you know, I was traumatized by the conversation. It's like, what? Well, really? How? <laughs> you know, how, do you, how do we get traumatized by uh Words, words that are said, you know, but um, here it says that when you don't have that root, you know, when you don't have that, I want to use the word anchor. If you don't have that that anchor, you know, as soon as the challenges come, things in life that that push us and things, and you know, it it can vary from the smallest things. As as I've said, some people just look at the smallest things as a trial and tribulation, and it could be something really really where you lose a loved one or um something traumatic really really traumatic and when your roots are down further than what it needs you know when when it's really deep you know when the seed has has really reached down into the ground and taken on the soil man you don't get shaken by that but there are people that hear the word and as soon as the challenges come and how many times have i i've seen this is one of the most disappointing ones is uh you know, as soon as life's challenges come along, I said, you know what, this is too hard. I'm going to have to turn my back on this. But uh, we still haven't finished going through the metaphors, but we'll, we'll definitely do that in the next. I think we've got two more left out of the, yeah. uh, the, the, out uh, of the explanation. Yes. But it's time for another break. So uh, before we do, just that listener question. What makes you listen to Faith FM and uh, want to hear more about the words of Jesus? Mm. Certainly on our programs on Monday, if you're listening today, Encounters with Jesus with uh, David Leo each Monday. What makes you tune in on Monday mornings and Mm -hmm. want to hear these words and the encounters with Jesus? We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488-880-891. Uh, later in the program, our book offer is titled Matthew, Save Us Now, Son of David. We'll give you more information a bit later about that. But right now, this is Don't Waste Your Life by Ginny Owens. trying to make a living but I haven't got a life chasing dreams with tunnel vision I'm running out of time somewhere I lost what I've been missing I look but never find I never find no stop long enough to pray for wisdom and I waited for an answer Opened up my heart to listen What is it I'm here for? And in the noise of 
all my questions. I finally heard a whisper, a still small whisper. is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, this morning we are speaking with David Leo all the way from Devonport and uh, we've just been talking about the explanation of the parable of the sower and we've uh, we've heard about two of the categories I guess of of people that uh, Jesus talked about and the first one was those who hear the word and uh, then immediately it disappears from their their minds and hearts and they get captured by the evil one and uh, the second one was the uh, the rocky ground where they hear the word and they they get excited about it but as soon as some trouble comes or some challenges come they give up and go a different direction. So we've got two more, uh, David, before we uh, finish the explanation. 
Yeah, yeah, def- definitely there is. Uh, the, the third one, the third one is the one where it uh, gets scattered amongst, you know, other other thorns, mm. and then when they grow up together, the the thorns and the weeds around it they choke it, they choke out the, you know, the the uh, the plantation of what's meant to be good, you know, like just the plant, the, what's what's well rooted, mm. but um, it gets choked out, and this represents, as Jesus explained. Um, you know, people get caught up in, they get caught up in the things of the world or the things that are around them. You know, it could be their job, could be their, could, it, could even be their relationships. You know, it could, could be whatever things, material things that uh, have made us concerned that choke out the word of God that was there. Something that, uh, you know, where the teaching was really solid and really helpful. Something that could have been applied, but we end up prioritizing the other thing. Mm. You know, and, and it chokes it out, and and uh, you know, you look at you look at today. If there's one thing that's massive, you know, I, I want to use the word distraction. You know, the things that distract us from allowing the word of God to you know to take root. Um, there's so many things, and it, it seems as though it's almost the prime objective of many uh, um, businesses and uh, many organisations, companies is to distract you, you know, to get your attention and uh, and to, to want what they have. But uh, most of the time, that's not uh, what God wants. Yeah, that's right. It's interesting you bring that up. Um, you know, that, that's what co- companies are quite open now, that the thing that they want from us is they want to, they want to be able to profile us mm. so that they can, you know, they, they know what to sell us and know how to get our attention. Mm. You know, we, they, the attention means dollars, in the the current currency on internet, social media, and whatnot, and you know, I remember talking with some teachers. Uh, this is a few years ago, and I just asked the question because of screen, because of screen time, and all these things that we have now, so much stuff that just we can be on the mobile phone or the computer or whatever. And I said, do you, do you find that students it's more harder for students to focus these days? Is that is that a thing? And it was unanimous. There was only three of them. But, you know, they, they, and they taught some, uh, one taught high school and the other two taught primary. But they said they could see in the last 10 years that there's been a drop off in the, in the ability to just stay focused and not get distracted. I, um, I looked up this, this study and you can look it up. Anyone listening can look it up. Uh, now if you, if you put in Google growing up digital Australia, growing up digital Australia will give you the study across Australia that uh, have been doing um, have been following this for a few years now and they they surveyed 2,000 teachers in Australia and 80% of them said yeah there was a decline and it wasn't just attention they said it's just not uh, um, not a decline in uh, focusing it's a decline in empathy and a decline in physical activity mm. these three things that have just distracted us from you know doing what we need to do so one thing is getting people to hear the word of God, but another thing is being able to focus. Focus is becoming a real, uh, a de- a, there's a decline in focus. It's becoming more difficult and difficult for our kids and maybe for even us adults. I mean, we never had this in our hands, you know, 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> and now, now it's here, you know, we, we, we were able to read books or focus on a task and do all these things. But now there's multitasking and notifications and all these things that, really grab our attention mm. and you know if there was anything this parable it's still so relevant today that as as it was centuries ago but i think in our time it speaks more into a level of 
the disciples of Jesus, people that want to follow the words of Jesus, that want to be able to interpret parables and what Jesus is talking about, people that want to be a part of the kingdom of God, not only do we need to learn to be resilient, you know, like when tribulations come, then we we stick with what God said. Not only do we have to be resilient, but we got to we got to be able to be disciplined and staying focused. Mm. You know, being on task and making sure that you know our, our brains are not uh, in fifty places at once. I'm not, I'm not even capable of that. I think I'm thinking about women when they talk to me. They think about so many things, you know, like uh, covering so many things. But God asks us in prayer. Focus on me. Mm. <laughs> Focus on my words. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so hard because the the modern life is training us. I know I struggle with this at times. I, I like to focus. I love to get totally absorbed in in what I'm doing. But um, even even when you're doing real, you know, productive things at work and whatever, you can have so many different tasks to do that it, it's hard to focus on one of them. You know, you you might have. 20 different things you've got to do in a day that's right and you end up not being able to focus on anything it's very frustrating um but but obviously here you know what we're trying to do is get deeply rooted and grounded and focused in the word of god yeah and that's uh, right and we've got that last group of people that we haven't fully talked about Um, yeah the good soil yeah well yeah the ones that uh, fell on the good soil yeah and it's uh you know there's something about this i think uh when it comes to the good soil um, the good soil has been prepped. It's been prepared. Mm. You know, there, there are people that are around that are, are genuinely seeking and knowing that there's there's more to life than what I understand. You know, there are people that have listened to their parents, their coaches, their uh, people they trusted with wisdom. And when they hear the word of God, it's they're, they're ready for it. Mm. You know, they're like, I'm ready to hear what, what what needs to be said, and I'm ready to practice what is being said. And as they practice these things, as they obey, as there's no there's there's no birds to take it away, there's um, no distractions to choke it out. You know, there's no um, I'm missing one here. There's oh, they they they've got their uh, roots yeah. deep. You know, not not around rocks. You because, know, because the soil's good, the roots can grow down. That's right. So yeah. the, with, the, with the trials and tribulations that come and with the distractions and with what they, they know that, no, no, I'm going to stay focused. Mm. I'm going to stick to this. And, and these people are, are prepared to interpret what Jesus is saying. You know, they, they're, they're not looking at, oh, no, this is more important than, this, uh, than God's word. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not strong enough for this. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm blasé. I'm just not, you know, and, and there's something that happens, you know, when, when uh, when we allow the other three scenarios, you know, the the one that fell on the path, the rocks, the the the, the thorns, when we look at those situations, when we allow these things to happen, um, it doesn't allow change. Mm. You know, you said you love being focused. I'm the same as you, Jason. I love when I'm in a task. There's this thing, and uh, you know, I'm I'm starting to see this more often in the last decade. I think I started hearing this thing called flow state. You know, where and you, you just playing, get into the groove. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. When I'm playing sport and I'm doing something, I love it. You know, sometimes you see things happening in slow motion, and it's like, wow, this is great. When you're doing music, you just lose sense of time. Yeah, you know, like when you're just playing music. Um, when I'm doing doing some type of work where I'm preparing a project, and I'm so absorbed in it that the day just goes past just like that and I'm having a blast mm. I like being focused but like you said there's so many things trying to get us away but the good soil 
the good soil, um, you know, they understand and, and, and know that the words of Christ, when they take root and they get deep, you, know, you, you hear these things encourage you throughout life. You know, just, just during the break, I was thinking of my dad and, um, my dad, my dad said something when I was like 12, 13 and he said, uh, he said, son, <clears throat> when you're a man and you're married and you have children, I want you to remember this moment because he was giving me a lecture. I, I can't remember what I did, but he was giving me a lecture. So I want you to remember this moment. You're going to be a man that needs to make decisions and be responsible for these people. And he said, that's when, that's when, you know, you've grown, you know, you're matured. And when that moment happened in my head, when I was a man, I was thinking, I can't give up now. Mm. If, you know, my dad did this. Mm. You know, my, my granddad did this. Many mm. men have did this. This is not something that I need to grovel about. And, you know, I said that in my prayer and I uh, asked God to urge me on and encourage me. And this continues to happen. Mm. It continues to happen. My, I, I like to believe and ask for my heart to be humble and um, whatever God has to say, help me receive it regardless of how my uh, how I'm going to reject it because I don't like the sounds of it, but I can trust God's word, help me to accept it, not reject it and practice it. You mm. know, it's, uh, that's the soil that we want to have. And <clears throat> this, uh, this parable always, when I read it, um, challenges me to ask where am I at in, in all of that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think I've got elements of, of some of all of it, but uh, it's a real challenge to ask yourself, I guess, where am I in those four characteristics? Now, the last one, oh, you were talking about uh, getting distracted earlier. We uh, need to go to a break. We, we're over time to, to go, so uh, <laughs> we, we're going to intentionally be distracted right now. Um, the book offer for today, the book of Matthew, Save Us Now, Son of David. It's an in-depth look at uh, this mm. uh, book of Matthew and uh, the disciples who, who walked with Jesus. So right after the break, we will give you the code for that. But right now, this is Keep Pressing On by Marty and Tanae Thompson. As I walk on this journey, I'm burdened by sin so heavy, but I've heard there's one who sets men free, and so I'll keep pressing on. The narrow way leads to a mountain that few have climbed for trials got to them. But on that hill there's a fountain That washes my sins away Blessed cross, blessed empty tomb Blessed man, hope is found in you What a cost, you took my place And so I'll keep pressing on Just overwhelm me So I pray Lord give me mercy So I can keep pressing on Across the valley A posh is green 
by its still waters, so pure and clean. My soul's renewed, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Blessed cross, blessed empty tomb, I count as loss all things for you. Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're just uh, wrapping up our program titled The Seed and the Soil with David Leo. Before the break we promised a code for the free book giveaway today and the book is the book of Matthew, Save Us Now Son of David and it's a, a detailed exploration of the book of Matthew. Now the code for today is ENCOUNTER and the number one. ENCOUNTER one, no spaces. ENCOUNTER and the number one. Text that into 0488-880-891 and uh, we'd love to get a copy of that out to you as soon as we can. Now David, uh, we've got about five minutes to, I guess, uh, summarise what this parable uh, is trying to teach us today yeah i think um oh there's lots of things that uh it's teaching you know about the word of god but the one thing that i really want to uh focus in and and hone in on is the fact how that we need to admit (laughs) we need to come to a point in our life that we come to the realization that i need god's word in my life you know we've asked the listener question why why do you listen to god's word what what created that desire how did the soil in your life how did how did your life become a place where i want to receive god's word and i want it to grow in my life how did that happen mm. you know but i think by sharing those stories you encourage others and um that, that, that's the point i wanted to bring across in this parable is 
um, all th- the, the first three that we looked at, the ones that didn't get the, 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 the word to grow in their lives, um, the, the seed that fell on the path, the seed that, that fell on uh, rocky ground, and the seed that um, was choked out by the thorns, we never get to see how the potential of God's word changes these lives. You know, the good soil those those of you and uh, and us that have actually received God's word and, and allowed it in our lives, we've seen the evidence of what comes through on the other side. We've, we've seen the empirical data and went, wow, I actually didn't realize this was this was how it was going to pan out. You know, I had a friend over, um, I had a friend over on um, uh, the other day where we were catching up, I hadn't seen her since college. And uh, she was sharing. Uh, she asked us. She asked me to share how my wife and I met and how we got married. You know, and one of the things that that, that happened in our in our life, I, I remember this as we were praying about um, whether we should get married or not. We'd been together for nearly a year, and um, I thought, man, you know, that's a, a year is probably long enough for for engagement. But we didn't have enough money to have a wedding, mm. you know. And so uh, my wife and I prayed about it. And we came up with this bargain. We bargained with God because we believe, you know. We, 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 said, we often do that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we got to do it together. And we said, uh, Lord, if our if our dads talk to us about a wedding, then we know this is a sign for um, for us to go ahead with it. Mm. Right. So we, we, we left that in there. And that, that's we. You know, my, my wife was convicted by the Bible. So was I. We believed that the Bible told the truth and we believed in God's promises. We still do, and uh, I think it was it was in the same week that my dad pulled me up and said, "Hey, Dave, you're pretty serious with this girl. What you guys looked at marriage?" Mm. I said, "Dad, I you know we we have we've talked about it, but we just don't have enough money." And he said, "Oh, don't worry about that. You know, if you move in faith, God will provide." I said, oh wow, okay. And so I went to call uh, call my wife. Um, uh, well, she was my wife at the time, but I called her to tell her, "Hey, this is the conversation my dad and I had," and she said, "Yeah, my dad pulled me up as well." <laughs> what did he say he asked you know when are we going to get married have we talked about getting a wedding and I said did you tell her why he said yeah and he, and he said just go ahead with it it'll work out mm. <laughs> and then on uh, the day that I went to do mentoring with my mentor who was my pastor um, we are just chit-chatting and, uh, about you know prophecy and things like that then he stopped and said oh David I just got a question to ask you and I said yeah what's that I said have you and Soccer looked at um Getting married? Have you talked about it? <laughs> okay. So not only did our three times, hey? <laughs> that's right. So not only was it our two dads, which is what we—that was the bargain that we said. We said, Lord, yeah. if our dad said it, the pastor said it too. So mm. I called. I called my wife after that. And said, Hey, pastor, and she's like, Okay, we better move forward and do this, you know. Mm. And, and sure enough, you know, it didn't look possible, but mm. it all worked out. There's a much. There's a bigger story to this, you know. There's so many things that friends just you know, they they. They did, they did the limo for us and became the limo driver. We had a photographer mm. and all this that happened that made the day happen. But, you know, it's, it's just a, that was one of the uh, things in my life where I realized, wow, if I hadn't moved forward by faith and hadn't accepted, you know, like um, through my, through not my, just my dad and her dad and through the pastor, man, I, I really exercise God's word, you know, and I really want to encourage that. Mm. You know, um, a, a lot of times we think we can examine ourselves. We're not, we're not our best examiners. We're so biased. You know, we, we, we can't allow ourselves to 
uh, assess ourselves. We need the Bible to assess us. Mm. We need God to assess us. We need trusted friends and family to assess us. So put your, put yourself at, at uh, God's word and hear what he's got to say about you. You know, like I, I, um, I told you that I was anti categorizing. You know, I, I really think mm. that's a, that, that was the generation I was at. I was, a, I was a teenager and I was like, yeah, you can't categorize me. I'm unique. I'm different. You know, that's a very popular thing even today. But, you know, I've, I realized, man, Jesus knows what he's talking about when he tells us these parables, you know, and, and like you said, every time I read this parable, which one are we? <laughs> it's a good thing to ask, isn't it? I, I, it and is. it's probably, uh, it's probably a good thing to ask with any scripture that we read, uh, is, um, you know what? It, what's this scripture trying to teach me? You know. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, um, thank you, uh, David. I, I love this parable and this passage of scripture, and uh, it's uh, it's always good to to do it. So, thank you for um, studying that with us today. And uh, what have you got for us next week? Next week, uh, there's a there's this phrase from a popular book called The Art of War, <laughs> and uh, it says, "Know your enemy." Know your enemy. Okay. And uh, so we're, we're looking at that. We talked about the evil one comes to take that seed away. And there's a parable that talks about that. And we're going to look at that next week. And that's uh, continuing on in Matthew chapter 13. Right. And uh, tomorrow we've got Peter Watts and myself. Uh, we'll be continuing his new series called The Apprenticeship. And tomorrow we're talking why we need God. So uh, we hope you can join us. Remember the offer for today, encounter number one. Text that into 0488 and we can get that book out to you. Uh, right now, wherever you are, we just hope that you have a great day. This is According to Thy Gracious Word by Katie Gustafson.
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.